Miley. We need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, hello, my friends and my dear friend Mandy. Hello, Miley. Welcome to this week's episode of Woman Get In Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, for sure. I'm glad you're here, Miley. I'm glad to be here, too. It's always good to see you. I missed you. I know. I missed you, too. (laughs) We were chatting over the weekend when you were out flying. I mean, not while you were flying, just when you got to where you were going. (laughs) Yes. You flew from? I flew from Chandler to Ryan Airport, which is a little west of Tucson. It's about, I believe, 80 miles-ish, 80, 90 nautical miles, I guess. And then I flew from Ryan to Gila Bend Municipal, which is another 60 or so miles. And then from Gila Bend Municipal to back to Chandler. How cool. It was the all best by feeling yourself. all by myself it was the best feeling ever I, I was actually really I was honestly really scared on Sunday morning and I didn't think I could do it and I almost quit multiple times but then my instructor Brandon was like you might not believe in yourself but I believe in you and I wouldn't endorse you to do this if I didn't believe and trust that you could handle this so if you can't believe in yourself like trust me like you know so I was like okay I will trust you because you seem to know what you're doing. Can I give you two hours of homework right now? <laughs> yes. The Marvel movie, Shang-Chi. Okay. I Watch know. Watch it. Because I just rewatched it over the weekend. Uh-huh. Both Aquafina and Lou, something Lou, I forget the main, uh-huh. the guy who plays Shang-Chi, yeah. are sort of, are young adults and sort of a little listless, like, sort of not really aiming for anything very high is the best way I can put it. But at one point, there's an elder in the movie that hands Aquafina's character or something and says, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. Oh. And I was like, oh, I got like, I've seen, I saw the movie in Hawaii. I watched it when I was in Hawaii before you joined me because I was just wide awake and it's like late at night and everything in Hawaii is closed down. But so I was rewatching it this weekend and I remember really liking it. And I thought, I remember she said that if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. And I thought, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, I want that on a shirt. I want that somewhere. I need to. So like when you're telling me that you're like, just these feelings and how Brandon got in your head about it. And like, it made me rethink of that phrase. And I wrote it down. It's literally right here on a piece of paper. It says, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. I I like like, that. That's so good. I think you might really enjoy that movie. Plus, not to mention, it's a literal cast full of Asians. Yes. Yeah, 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 Asians. It's like crazy (laughs) rich Asians, but Marvel style. I like it. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I also have... Haven't really had much time for a lot of movies, but it is on my list. Everybody's been recommending it. Even so. if you fall asleep watching it or watch, I, I don't think you'll be able to. Knowing how you like action. <laughs> I will really love this, I'm you sure. You like car chases yeah. and things blowing up. <laughs> like knowing how you like fighting yeah. movies and action movies. I don't think you'll be able to turn it off. Yeah, I probably, that's probably what it is. Cause then I'll be like up late and, <laughs> and not sleeping when I should be. But yes, I will totally take on this homework. You know me, I love assignments. <laughs> And so, yes, I will work on that homework. Okay, good. But yeah, I landed at Ryan and it was texted me. Yes, it was such an incredible, exhilarating feeling. I've never been more proud of myself. And that like that feeling of 
just realizing that I'm capable. I think, again, that's such a hot word in my life right now that it's just been I, I'm just so grateful and, and I, I'm just so full of this like um, sense of self-worth and trust in myself. And, and that's the whole reason why I started doing all this thing, yeah. you know, all this too. Uh, Brandon and uh, and Steven flew with me in Brandon's plane and I saw the photos yeah (laughs) I was was, cracking up it It was was so funny to watch well it's funny because when you're in flight school like official flight school you're not allowed to do those kinds of things like your instructor can't just follow you (laughs) when you're flying it's more like mama bird just kicks (laughs) the baby bird out of the nest and like you better fly kid (laughs) but it was it was pretty awesome I was very good at not like I, I just pretended like Brandon and Steven weren't anywhere around me but what happens is part of the flight to ryan i have to call albuquerque center and uh, they're like the big wigs in this whole area where we're flying and you have to kind of let them know what's going on they also are a second pair of eyes for you to watch out for other traffic and they'll alert you if there's other traffic to kind of help you and they at one point they said there's a there's an aircraft they're about a mile behind you and it's so funny because beforehand, Brandon was joking about how ATC might make a comment about, oh, my gosh, there's an aircraft really close to you. And so he's like, I'll, I'll try to keep my distance and not be too close to you. But he ended up getting spotted by ATC anyways or by Albuquerque Center. And then I heard Brandon's voice come on and say that um, actually, you know, uh, we, we have we have a 422 Tango X-ray in sight and we'll uh, you know make sure that they stay ahead of us. And, and it was just really funny. Then there was this one part where I noticed that there was a plane coming. I got to tell you, I think it's interesting that even a mile out, they're alerting you. Yes. Well, a mile feels really far to me right now, but I guess visually it's really not that far. It's not that far, but also, I mean, my plane was going at, I believe, anywhere from 80 to 90 knots. And so was his plane. And so when you're at that kind of speed, speed you just yeah. don't know, what, you know, and so uh, and so and Albuquerque Center, they always cool. want to make sure that you're mindful. And and then there was another part where there was traffic coming towards me and they were 500 feet below me. Oh, I think, that, you know, going back, I think That's the reason close. why Albuquerque Center was a little concerned about 765 Romeo Limo is because they were at the same altitude as me as well. Yeah, because when you're in the same altitude, you always want to be mindful of collisions. collisions. Yeah. <laughs> but there was another air- aircraft that was coming uh, towards me on my same track, but uh, but 500 feet below me. So I actually made a, I, I increased my altitude and made a left turn to follow my flight plan. And afterwards, Brandon said that he was so proud of me that I had good situational awareness because that's really good decision making. Did you know that? Did they tell you that plane was coming at you or did you see it on your equipment? I saw it on my equipment because okay. it was before I had requested Albuquerque Center to uh to follow me. Okay. So at that point I was on my own. Okay. That happened before, but I wanted to just do You're that. You're so smart. Yeah. I, I, Brandon's taught me a lot about situational awareness. I'm constantly, like, there's a flow. I'm constantly checking my engine instruments and then my traffic and my fuel tank. And I'm looking outside and I'm constantly scanning all of these things. So can I, can I just to your horn for a minute? You give a lot of credit to this tip. No Prince Brandon, but you give a lot of credit <laughs> to your flight instructor for teaching you situational awareness. Everything you are telling me right now, you do all day in that clinic. I do, but it's different when you're in a plane so with instruments that you're it, not familiar. Yeah, you're, you're now having to relate what you already know how to do just to a different set of yes. tools and like a different situation. So yeah. I, I want to toot your horn and say you understand <laughs> the flow and operation of things. You do it all day long with eight students, 14 residents, 
six faculty, 24 chairs and one front desk. You know what I mean? Like and, and 60 patients. So it's like there's always you've always had this skill, but like now you get to apply it in this new fun way. You're right. <laughs> I, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> I do because I'm like listening and I'm like, this is what she does all day. I know because I was there. I do it too. Yeah. You're doing it a lot more because I'm not there. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But yes. And then and then I went to Ryan and I, it's so I mean, funny. About it, you always know where the crazy patients are in clinic. I do. Well, oh, I do. Yep. Uh-huh. You always have to be. I use the word crazy you really have to be loosely. aware of all of the potential patients that might be combative or might cause drama or might be running around. Yes. Might have correct. a diabetic coma yes. at any minute. Medical like, emergencies. You have so much situational awareness. <laughs> like 60 people around but you at I've any given time. But I've also had like. 12 years of in that environment whereas yes. up in the air in a plane with equipment and a airplane that might fall out of the sky <laughs> and other airplanes that are out of my control that you know so that's why I'm like oh I, I get the concept that's so cool. applying it was you know is just really cool because I look back at myself two months ago and I was so task saturated and I, I it didn't come so naturally to me and now I'm like oh I'm getting the hang of it it's not as scary as I thought it was because two months ago I, I just about quit you know yeah. there's so many moments and again this whole flying thing has been also an exercise in not quitting when things get tough yes uh, that's a call back to a episode a couple weeks yeah back. yeah yeah uh and then another highlight of the flight was uh what happened was when we were getting into ryan uh brandon and steven had actually cut me off and they headed off to ryan before me and they told ryan that they were my instructors and they were uh coming into land before me and so when the tower at ryan when i called in they were like uh, let me know when you see your wingman in sight and so instead of using aircraft numbers they knew that he <laughs> like they were like my you know my wingman and did you hear them call ahead no because okay. i was still on a different frequency okay. they had gotten on a different frequency and so i didn't know and then when atc at ryan was like uh let let, let me know when you have your wingman in sight i was like what you, you're funny you got you got funny jokes <laughs> cute <laughs> it was so much fun and so yeah i'm i'm gonna do the solo again this coming sunday a second time oh. and then i'm gonna do i'm gonna practice and polish up maneuvers and work on some other types of landing soft field and short field landings and then take you know i gotta work on my ground test and then i think i'll be ready for my check ride that's awesome so will you do the same route this sunday or will you switch it up uh, I haven't decided. Brandon okay. said that I could decide on my own. So I haven't really decided. Okay. Uh, I have a lot of options. I really want to master that route, but I feel like I've done that route so many times I should try something different. And I would agree. So, I yeah. would want to try something slightly different. Yeah. So I'm going to take a look at different airports around and what my options are and kind of come up with something creative for, for me and Brandon. And uh, Steam is not going to fly with us this weekend. I think uh, our friend Madison is going to fly with Brandon oh, cool. this time. Another so. female pilot? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So oh, I'm super fun. excited. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, um, it was just, it was, it was a great, it was just great. I feel oh. bad because I missed Galentine's day though, but mm-hmm. you guys, I'm really lucky to have gal pals that really value each other's dreams and support each other's goals and our understanding when we can't, you know, when we miss or can't make it to a brunch because we know there's going to be other opportunities to hang out. And I saw pictures and you guys had such a fun time. We did. We were there for... A minute like we were all kind of surprised they didn't kick us out <laughs> well yeah i was a little jealous because you were at a all you can eat brunch and yeah. you know me and all you can eat <laughs> yeah honestly they brought out i mean 
I was the only vegan one at the table. Mm -hmm. Shireen eats very plant-based. Obviously, Rima and Sina eat really are vegetarian. Oh, yeah. And then we had... Colleen, our friend, who former co-worker who is gluten-free and recently dairy-free and egg-free. Like, she doesn't, you know, it's not, it doesn't hurt her if she gets a no. little in a yeah. something, but, like, she prefers to eat, you know, that way, and she's trying to fix some, like, issues. And then um, I've got Katie, who we thought, oh, Irene and Katie can eat everything. <laughs> and then Katie was like, well, I have the corn thing. So I guess, yeah, we do have one. Like, she has uh, a corn thing? Yeah, remember, she mentioned this at our last get-together where... Oh, I'm sorry you weren't there. So <laughs> I, I I'm such a horrible gal pal. Okay, I, so apparently I missed two so outings. So this was the last time you did the touch and goes and the patterns. Not oh, touch right, and goes, right, but right, you right, were yeah. doing patterns. My first solo with yes. with Brand. Yeah. You were doing patterns and we came and watched you and afterwards I had plans to meet Shireen and I talked Katie out of doing work and coming with us. But <laughs> yeah. all I did was suggest it. I didn't really have to do any talking. She was like, well, that sounds like way more fun than working. So I'll see you there. So <laughs> she met up with us there. And I think it was then that she mentioned something about eating corn really messes with her stomach. Oh. So she has like a corn sensitivity where oh. she really tries to minimize how much she ingests. So she she brought that up at some point. She goes, I guess you're right. We have one of everything at the table. And I went, Irene, still nothing. You, <laughs> Irene, you haven't come up with anything that you can't eat or Not don't react well thing. to. I know she has like this Filipina system that just like handles all food and it's just hunky. Even lactose. Most Asians have a lactose issue. None that she admits to. Oh. Nope. Um. So I, I realized this as I'm talking to you. I had brunch that gallon Valentine's Day brunch we did one week after Valentine's Day is officially February 13th like that is the day it's recognized on like those national calendars or whatever I didn't know that and so we didn't do it the week before on the 13th because it Super was Bowl. Super Bowl and that no one would let us make reservations yeah. and I was like it's gonna be a shit show anyways I don't want to do it so it was like a uh, what's the we call like a blessing in disguise that we couldn't mm-hmm. get reservations anywhere because it would have been a mess anyways so we did it the week after on the 20th just this week and um i realized i had three of our former guests were there because katie and shireen were on our oh, gal yeah, and irene and irene was in the housing yeah. episode at, like one of our last ones as the main dish and then friday before last week i had happy hour with Lindsay of the plant powered parents oh. who was also an episode of ours yeah um so yeah i got to hang out with a bunch of our former guests and I friends and acquaintances and gal pals it was so fun when we do when we do finally a meet and greet we should invite all of our guests oh yeah all of our that local would be guests super fun mm-hmm. a thousand percent and jess hutchins from oh, yes the fitness episode she runs fit set program last let's see the main dish season one she has a baby now so yeah there's so many fun things happening genuine the ladies of genuine you know but she had her baby a couple months ago wow. she was really pregnant when we interviewed mm-hmm. her uh it's been a lot of, yeah, yeah we should definitely do that that would be really we should nice. have a happy hour birthday something because our birthdays are really close to each other's yeah but that's so far away it's in june and july we should do it like in april Okay, maybe. <laughs> I'm just like, our schedules are kind of busy. I know they are. <laughs> maybe. It's hard to yeah. pin us down during this it time is. of year because right. there's a lot going on in the yeah. spring. Yeah. It's, can you tell our listeners about some of the things that are happening with Positively Frosted? Oh, man. It's been so busy. Um, I mean, because I've kind of opened the floodgates on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. orders and I'm letting so orders pile proud in. proud and excited and happy for you. Yeah. I had seven orders last weekend. Wow. And then I had a few the week before, which was a lot, considering I was doing both festivals, the brunch and night market with Phoenix Vegan Markets. So 
two events baking for like seven hours worth of events. I think I did 32 dozen cupcakes. Whoa. And then pastries. I did pop tarts for the first time ever, which were a huge yeah? hit. Oh, yay. Hit. Like I need to at least double what I made. Oh, I'm so proud I of made That's really small so batches. Cool. Because I was like, uh, yeah, they're testing out. That's exactly. pilot testing. It was total tease. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, where are the Pop-Tarts? I'm like, I'm sorry, they're gone. <laughs> she snooze, you lose. Yeah, Should have came here sooner. <laughs> I'm like, I'll make more. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm coming up with fun new flavors to Aww. do in some of my very Mandy fashion. Like try to do a cookie butter one Ooh. and do a s'mores one. Oh, I'll take one of those. Let's see if I can get like a fudge one, Ooh. like a straight up chocolate pastry dough mm. instead of just the plain pastry yeah, dough. Yeah, yeah. So I'm experimenting with those. I may also dip back into macarons. Ah. Yeah. I love how creative you are. Yeah. I haven't done those in so long. And I was doing them a little bit back in the day. And then they're kind of temperamental. I don't have a lot of space and time. Like they have to air dry to let the shells set before you can bake them. And then sometimes they get fussy. And so I just kind of stopped putting a lot of time into them. But now that I have a little more time... I think I might okay. want to dabble back into them. I'm also, I, I have to double check on this tonight before I go to bed, but I may also pop into San Diego for a cheese course, a vegan cheese course, like vegan cheese making. Wow. So like I have a little bit of what I assume is like an arthritis feeling in one of my thumbs. Oh. And it's really noticeable when I wake up in the mornings in one of my joints mm-hmm. and doing big events and doing all the baking and all the stirring and all the scraping and all the frosting and all the dishwashing. It gets really tiring on my hands. So, and I do want to open a business that offers a lot more than just sweets. So I'm thinking as part of my bar program, I may want to make the cheese. Oh. So cheese, wine, beer, Mm. sweets. So I'm thinking of popping into San Diego in April for a cheese course by a really well-known um, he used to make the cheese for one of the restaurants out there that everyone loves and he still does, but now he's made it a side project. Like it's his own business separate from their restaurant and he's offering a course. Oh. So I think I might pop out to San Diego and give myself like three or four days off, go eat all the fun San Diego vegan food and learn from a cheese making expert. Oh, how fun. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. I think that'd be a really fun summer project, like a fun thing to add in while I'm, you know, not doing festivals and markets. Okay, good, good, good. So that's where I am right now. I'm doing tons and tons of cakes. And I had a bunch of, ha- like, the happy hours and the mm-hmm, gal pals mm-hmm. and catching up with friends. And I had another one tonight for 222 Taco Tuesday. A bunch of our friends wore tutus because yeah. of the date, all the twos. <laughs> wow, it was. So there was 222 yeah. Taco Tuesday on 222. They wore Taco Tuesday tutus. <laughs> <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> Honestly, it was pretty funny. And uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm still trying to figure out my schedule as a person who has less of a schedule, but seems still really busy. But you're filling it up with I amazing am. and meaningful things and people, which I'm so happy to hear. Yeah, I've I've also had some time to come up with like, I'm restructuring kind of how I do wedding cake tastings. I'm just going to come up with like a set box of flavors. Oh. One weekend a month, you can pick them up. If anybody wants a wedding cake tasting, this is the month. Here are the flavors you can taste. Uh, that kind of thing. Just 
making streamlining yeah i was gonna stuff. say more efficiency and streamline streamlines a better word for it though making it less so that i have to like put so much time and energy into figuring out what you want and yeah making the things a little more easier on me like you're still you're gonna get five or six flavors and it's just gonna be like if you can't figure out what you want from those i'm probably not your person i like it keep it simple you know that's why costco is so successful it gives you they give you two or three choices and that's it yeah instead of eight choices at the regular grocery store so you stand there forever wondering which to pick so give them these options and yeah. uh, it actually helps you you the consumer make better decisions yeah this is why there's Quicker a decisions. bunch of flavors i don't offer i don't do german chocolate cake i don't do red velvet like there's a bunch of things i don't do because i don't like them or <laughs> i just like german chocolate i'm allergic to the ingredients i'm sorry they don't exist in my kitchen <laughs> I can refer you to someone else who can make yeah. that for you. I will die. I don't feel like asphyxiating to make you a cake. I know. Thanks. Well, I'm so excited and happy for you. Thanks. Me too. It's been fun. Good. Life is meant to have fun. It's really nice not or waking my- up to like an alarm at 630 and knowing I have to get out of yeah. bed and go do this thing and feeling the sense of dread for the first yeah. hour of my day. Mm. Okay. That's really Good. nice. Good for you. I, I, I highly I'm- encourage people to sit with what they know to be true in themselves and work to make that like work to get rid of the things that don't excite you and work towards the things that do. I love that. I so love that. And I hope that that is what we're all working for and recognizing that it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. But if you keep that, that like if you keep that as your aiming point, And there were a few times I'm in some baking groups like on Facebook and things. And there were a few times where I paused this business Mm -hmm. almost entirely a couple of times in the last few years because I was feeling burned out and I really wasn't sure. And I had so much going that I didn't know where to go. I was like, I I don't know what direction is up or down. All I know is I'm worn out and I'm tired and I don't want to do anything. Like I'm overwhelmed. I don't want to do any of it. Shutting down. So I... But it kept calling me back and it's where I want to be. And so pausing it and focusing my attentions elsewhere, but then dabbling in Mm -hmm. a little bit here and there just made me realize it's what I want to do. It's also renewing and rejuvenating when you give yourself that break. Oh, 100%. So like now I'm just giving myself a break like 50% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. No, you deserve it. (laughs) I really want a break. So I'm like, good reason to go to San Diego and shut Mm -hmm, everything down mm -hmm. for a few days. I'm planning to go home to Michigan for... A couple of weeks this summer. I may go home in May and June, July. Ooh. We'll see. Okay, okay. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. I was gonna say earlier, life is meant to be fun, and our topic for today. Oh wait. Oh. I heard another phrase that we should throw in here, and oh. I'm probably I should write it down so I can remember it for later. Just because you were busy doesn't mean you had a life. That's a good one. I like Isn't it. Isn't it? And yeah. I yeah, that hit me. I was like, oof. when you say that, it reminds me a lot of what I've been trying to do personally the last three, four years of my life, yep. because I lived a very, very busy life up until 2018, 2019 for everyone else. Yeah, for everyone else. And I was busy, busy, busy. But in the last, you know, for the last three or four years, I've been busy, but I've been busy for different reasons and filling my life and time with 
busyness that is like meaningful to me with people and things that uh, matter to me that make me happy. Whereas before that, I was just busy, like doing busy work for other people or things that people needed from me. Yeah. And I wasn't. Yeah. You thought it looked good or. Yeah. They would think highly of you or it was a lot of other people's expectations. Yes. Praise. Yes. Versus your own internal fulfillment. Yes. So only like my own internal I've loved, I've loved watching you do it over the last few years. Like we've talked about it c- countless hours. Yeah. I mean, a lot in this podcast, we've talked about a lot of this stuff. And then a lot personally, we've talked about I'm like, what's the worst that happens if you just stop doing that shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Is it is it going to be that bad? Yeah. I've, I've uh, li- recently been like, the world is not going to end if I don't do this. Oh, I, I, I love say that. that so much. Like I've, I've actually probably said it. 10 times in the last day because I've gotten to a point where the world's not going to end if I say no to this. I get it. I get it. I can relate that to a couple of things yeah. that happen, ev- <laughs> happen every day for me lately. Yes. I, I mean, honor your commitments. Yes. And I'm, that's part I'm of it too. I'm honoring my commitments, but there are also like, there are also sometimes other people put urgency on things that just doesn't exist. And sometimes I have 17 things going and Three of them actually have to get done in the next two hours. Yes. Three more need to get done in the next two days. There you and go. And the rest of them sometime in the next month. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? Like something exactly. like this. It's like, yeah. what do I have to do right now? What can wait? Don't stress myself out about it. I'm one person. There's only so much I can do as one yeah. person. And I need to get the things done that have to get done. And understand that other people's urgencies aren't emergencies to me. Yeah, that's and so they just true. can't be. And, you know, you you as a doctor, you understand where those priorities lie. Like, I don't need to tell you that. But giving yourself a break and like, there's only so much I can do. And I'm going to do the things that have to get done. And uh, everything else, the world will not stop. Like, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, all this shit still has to get done and somebody's going to do it. <laughs> the, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, somebody's going to do it if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, again, I'm not telling you to walk away from your no, I know. people. Do your do what you're responsible for, but also have some yeah, like I don't know what's the like perspective on the situation. Perspective. That, that, I think like there would be times where I I would take on that urgency mm-hmm. when it was unnecessary. Yeah, and take on the guilt of oh. someone else's responsibility, and then realize I I don't I don't need to own that part of that guilt or that responsibility. Mm-hmm. And and so that's those are big lessons I'm learning. I I love that. You're not Jewish or Catholic. You don't need to feel that. <laughs> yeah. Just let it go, man. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work on me. I actually had this conversation with the boyfriend. Ah. Yeah. Mr. How's the boyfriend. boyfriend doing? He's good. He tried to guilt me, like teasingly guilt me about something. I go, yeah. Guilting me doesn't work. Got anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. He's getting to know me. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, boyfriend. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a couple weeks. A couple weeks so. since you did patterns around Glendale. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So I kind of miss him. I'm miss sure. saying hi to him. Miss his energy. I'm sure you'll see him soon. I hope so. When you're when you're done playing patterns around Arizona, I know. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to figure out where I'm gonna go this weekend. That'll be fun. We'll yeah. hear all about it next week. Everybody, tune back yes. in. What mm-hmm. are we? 
blabbing about today? Oh, we're blabbing about some fun stuff today. <laughs> That's why I kept trying to be like, we talked a little bit earlier about how life needs to be full of fun. And today's episode is, in my opinion, a lot of fun. So I'm super excited that uh, we get to talk about sex. I, I, I feel like there's <laughs> this salt and pepper song that Let's is all yeah that's what it is i was like i wanted to Let's break out into that you and me let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that could be let's talk about sex oh, i love it i love let's it let's talk about talk about yeah <laughs> i can't i don't think i remember how the rest of it oh goes but i love I that you broke out in song i don't know that i would have ever thought of that song again if you had not mentioned it and i it, somewhere <laughs> in my that's 30 years ago that song yeah I uh Maybe more <laughs> oh my god somewhere in my childhood brain like I should not know that song from when I was 10 when I was listening to the draft of this episode I was like okay this is one I won't recommend for my mom to listen <laughs> to <laughs> well this episode is not cute but it is fun it is informative and it is racy mm, I mean it's, ra- <laughs> it's racy in the way that we're talking about sex the whole time Mm-mm. and how to talk about sex and the things you need to talk about when you are talking to partners and potential partners about sex and then chatting sex with your friends yeah 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 and your partners yeah i already so, said that oh you did sorry <laughs> i was still thinking about sex <laughs> <laughs> what sex somebody say sex <laughs> i like sex <laughs> i was like i could i could have some sex does someone is there sex Anybody? Anybody? (laughs) Any takers? So we hope you enjoy the episode. Yes. Have a great time. And Um, talk to us about sex afterwards. Yeah. uh, Don't listen to it with your kids in the car. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. It's probably an 18 and up podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, enjoy. Have a great time, friends. Is there a movie that we could watch that is related to today's topic? Are you asking me? Yeah. The boyfriend. Oh, my God. I called him the boyfriend. The boyfriend. I call him Mr. Boyfriend. Mr. Boyfriend recently watched Sex Life and I watched a good bit of it. Again? With him. Yeah. Ooh, and Not all how of was it because he watched watching them at home. it together. I mean, you know, I think that shows a shit show. So, like, it's sexy in the beginning, but it's a lot of unhealthy behaviors yes on pretty much everyone involved in the show yes <laughs> so i have a hard time watching it as just like hot mm. like i <laughs> i think i think he pulled it up in one of the episodes was like in the middle and i was like oh yeah i probably just fast forwarded just to watch a couple of certain scenes yes by the night myself <laughs> It is a very yes. There's a lot of amazing scenes in there. I'm like, I just, I just need to get to the good part. Be honest. I just want to get to the good part. I care less about the show. I just want to get to the good part, handle my business, and move on with my night. So, (laughs) (laughs) so he would have to like, you know, hit replay from the beginning or whatever the option is on Netflix. But it was interesting watching it again with another person. It definitely sparks some conversations. Oh, okay. Which is the topic of our episode episode today today, which is having conversations around sex normalizing the conversation about sex with your partner yes and even with friends i think everybody's i mean most of us are out here having sex Mm -hmm. and not enough people are talking about it right that's it's one thing to talk about it it's also you know it's very important to create a safe space to actually talk about it the right and i maybe i hesitate to say the right way but a healthy way 
Maybe yeah. Is that a better way to say that? A healthy way of talking about sex. Yes. I mean, I remember some of our conversations when we first, when, as we deepened our friendship and relationship, there were, or was a moment where I'm like, hey, Mandy, like, I kind of see you as a big sister. I don't really have any big sisters. I kind of have some sex questions. Could I ask you what they like, are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it, it takes taking that chance mm-hmm. to ask someone that maybe you do have a safe space or they've you've created a safe space with them that you can maybe then say, hey, can I trust you to ask about something that is putting me in a very vulnerable situation? Yes, vulnerable. Yeah. Such a key part of the whole thing, like making yourself vulnerable and finding a person who is respectful and gives you the space to talk and explore and doesn't shame. And there's a lot of things that we need to be careful of when we're having conversations around sex. Right. And and on that same note, it also requires or or you you kind of need to also have made that decision for yourself that you're not going to shame yourself for talking about it and you're not going to shame yourself for even thinking about it and you're going to allow yourself and create that own opportunity for yourself to be safe feel safe feel healthy actually talking about it and asking questions i like that you say healthy because there's health discussions to have around sex when you're with a new person there are some health things to talk about like you should both air your laundry so to speak and it doesn't you know sometimes things get really hot and heavy with new people and whatever whatever but it's important to one of the first things I kind of wrote on my list for today's conversation is start talking about sex before you start having Having it yes (laughs) like just getting a few basics out into the open and sometimes it might be that you think, oh, if I talk about this, it's going to kill the mood. If it kills right. the mood, then they're probably not the right person to have sex with. Because yeah. if you're actually talking about sex with someone and you're trying to understand and ask some of these health related questions, uh, it means you're interested in having sex with this person. So they should actually yeah. be interested in talking about it with you so that you can get to the fun part. Exactly. Of sex. Like, let's tell us where we're let. Let's both talk about where yeah. we're at today, where we're starting mm-hmm. and where we're going and where we want to go. Right. And then we can move on to the fun stuff. Like you said, right. that's I mean, it's put. so nice to talk about like protection or mm-hmm. STDs or yeah. how you feel about this or like how comfortable you are. What kinds of there's different types of sex So how comfortable are you? And actually, I think I would hope that when you start talking about this is it actually improves the mood, right? It gets you excited. Even going as far as what not to do. Like, is there anything like, do you have sexual traumas in your past that I need to be concerned, not concerned with, but like mindful of avoiding like people have sexual traumas of, of huge, various, various things. And don't yeah don't put your hand on my neck or yeah don't hold my hands above my head or you know what I mean there could be little things that some people find very hot and sexy and have fun and other people might have trauma associated with them so like getting something as simple as like are there any traumas I need to know about I want to make sure I don't do anything that's gonna make this go really bad really fast for you yeah if we can take a step back as well I would like to spend some time just a minute or two Encouraging our listeners to also understand the why behind having these kinds of conversations. Not only is it to get you ready and get you in the mood and get you 
to this space where you can have an incredible time Mm -hmm. having sex but it also can improve the bond the relationship the communication that you have with this person that you will probably have sex with right and so not only is it going to improve the way you talk about sex it's going to improve your overall communication with this person i can tell you with 98 percent confirmation that the times I've talked with people about sex stuff before we've jumped into it it's always been better yeah I mean there has been like that one or two person that just like (laughs) there's always that like sex thing that just knocks it out of the park on the first try and you're like that was okay (laughs) communication doesn't happen just before sex but it happens during and after as well Mm -hmm. so creating that safe space for you to have an enjoyable experience or multiple experiences and It goes back to also, we said the word vulnerable Mm -hmm. before. I mean, having sex with someone is a very intimate act and it can put both people in a vulnerable situation or it requires you to be vulnerable because you are allowing someone into your personal space, not Mm -hmm. only your personal space, but into Into your your body. body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally into you. Right. So these conversations are important to have so that you can create just that bigger picture but yeah. then in the the smaller picture the more detailed picture is that it sets up the tone and the stage for an enjoyable experience and i want people to understand listening that this goes for whether or not you're in a like you're looking to date somebody you're dating somebody new in relationship sex or you're having casual sex right you should be having these conversations about health related issues with casual partners just as much as you should yeah. with committed partners exactly so this isn't a judgment episode like oh no no i've had sex of all those all those ways is that how i would say that (laughs) (laughs) but it goes back to you know uh your body health your personal health your mental health yes so you want to these conversations are important and we hope that you understand where we're coming from I, i i just made a note that it just really pays off to have some baseline discussions about these types of so like for me the baseline kind of things that i would talk about is the whole stds Mm -hmm. protection boundaries things that you may or may not want to do like uh, Mm -hmm. i remember in between like so this isn't a one-time conversation right this is a conversation like i said happens before during and after as well as multiple times after so i was with someone and between i don't know time three or four i don't know how many times (laughs) but you know he had mentioned hey i I have always wanted to tie someone up. We were talking about fantasies Mm. and it was so nice to have him ask what I thought about that and if it was something that we could ever do together. And just knowing and having him ask me that question, one, I thought it was very thoughtful (laughs) because I was like, you you, you care about my comfort, right? Yeah. And then the fact that he's like thinking about me like in a fantasy way, that turned me on. And then it also gave me the opportunity to kind of share with him like whether or not I was comfortable or not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And then actually it ended up being a, a, an inside joke that kind of just deepened our relationship more. So it's it's just funny that we talk about that. Like, yeah. 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 At, during, after, I like that you said that because that's super important to me. It's like even kind of like how you talk about when you fly, you guys will break things down mm-hmm. afterwards. Like. I've had, debriefing. Yeah, I've had like experiences with partners where it's like afterwards we talk about the things and even in the middle of sex, it's like, OK, this isn't really working for me. Like, just want to how about I try this or would you be yeah. into this or how about we do this? But I love that you 
you just brought up something that I'm shocked that I haven't already gone over and I didn't put at the top of my list, but it is consent. Oh, yeah. And the whole conversation thing really allows for a thorough and it should be enthusiastic and ongoing. Consent is enthusiastic and ongoing. So if you're not really into it, then maybe take a pause and don't really do it. And consent should be ongoing throughout the entire act whatever this person is proposing your person is proposing you're doing whatever you're proposing to do with them to them for them it should be enthusiastic and ongoing consent on both sides and talking about it is how you get that done Mm -hmm. and it really makes it so much more fun like words are foreplay so yeah like maybe you've slept with somebody a couple of times and they're like I've always kind of wanted to do x y and z that's that's like foreplay to me yes talking to me about what you want to do to me I'm like oh yes Take my clothes off. (laughs) I'm ready. So a couple things. I'm canceling my plans for the day. Barbara, cancel my afternoon. So a couple things that you said that I want to highlight, but they're fun things, but it's kind of, it reminds me, it it reminded me of them when you were talking. So one, I was listening to a podcast by someone that I can't remember, but he was reviewing what makes like a good sex partner I Mm. guess he had reviewed and did some research on reddit and was trying to figure out like what's the number one thing that makes you a great sex partner and when he researched and he was reading all of this stuff over like 1500 people responded to like what makes you a great sex partner and an overwhelming amount of people said like when someone is enthusiastic about sex like doesn't matter if they're skinny fat you know like gorgeous hot whatever like when someone is excited to be with you it just makes you more excited because like hey someone's interested in me and like then it makes you so that was one thing because you had mentioned about like being enthusiastic about it that's a good point uh and then the second thing that i was going to mention is uh, the whole debrief oh yeah it is I, I actually have really only had one partner that I've debriefed with mm. and uh, and I never realized how valuable and how great that improves the communication because it it allowed me to not only feel excited and that like, you know, it's nice when someone makes you feel desirable and it's nice that someone is talking about how much fun and how great of a time they had with you, mm-hmm. but it also opened a safe space for me to kind of share maybe some of my insecurities because if I can talk to my partner about some of my insecurities when it comes to sex, then I can probably talk with this person about anything else and any other insecurities I have in my life. Cause talking about sex can be for me can be like a very sensitive and private topic. Right. So yeah, um, I really like the whole, debriefing afterwards because it's a great opportunity to kind of share oh I wasn't sure about this or this or I really like this and not only is it great for you to kind of share what you enjoy but they also get information about how they can keep you pleased but also maybe it helps them also open up about what you can do as well or what you're doing great and then like get to know how you can please them. Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of that is what we're hoping to chip away at a little bit today with everyone listening, and hopefully people will share and take some of this to heart and go home and talk to your person or your next person about some of the sex stuff. Just open up the open up the lines of communication a bit more than maybe they already are, and it's too bad that it's such a 
topic that people keep quiet, you know, yeah. and don't feel the even though the people who've seen and been inside of you and been everywhere on your body and you're not talking about it. It's like, what are we doing here? Let's let's chat. Um, that was fun. This didn't really do anything for me. But if you liked it, like I'm down, like that's great. If you enjoy it, I'm happy to bring that to you. And yeah, didn't really do much for me, but I can play along. Yeah. And I think on the same note, I've had one guy who I've tried to have that conversation with, but he just didn't want to talk about it. And I think that also made me more uncomfortable. Yeah. Because if we can't talk about what we're doing, then how can we do what we're doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm sorry, are we both now a part of this? Yeah. Like we're, we're both equally supposed to be having a good time. If the person I'm with doesn't want to talk to me about it, then I, I don't think you're really that interested in how much fun yeah. I'm having. And sex isn't always ending with an orgasm. I know everybody gets really wrapped up around the orgasm. Like that's the point of sex and it's not always ending that way let's be real like what you're watching in porn and tv is just not reality and like sex can be a ton of fun without this ultimate goal I know I mean even for men so I'm told yeah. <laughs> they don't always have to come yeah. the thing is let yeah, them let them leave them hanging ladies if you're done you're done there's <laughs> they'll there's, get there there's a lot of different types of sex so it doesn't always have to end, like you said, in an orgasm. Sometimes exactly. it ends in multiple orgasms. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. So <laughs> um, if, you're, if your person isn't talking to you about it, and they're, that would say to me that they're not super interested in how much fun you're having. And really, if the two of you aren't having fun, then I'm not sure what you're even doing there because... Like I said, it doesn't have to be tied to an orgasm, but it should be fun. Yes. It should be a good time. And whether you're just, you know, having a quickie or whether you're making an hour of it, I, it should be fun. And y'all should be chatting about it, talking about it, finding out what your desires are, finding out what your limits are, talking about things openly and honestly. And there's a lot of ego that has to be put aside because you're going to hear things that probably these people people have done with other partners and they're going to hear things from you that you've they I mean you're not telling them what you've done to exes but like it goes without saying pretty much that you know you've picked up your moves along the way so to speak and so long as you can both put your ego aside about it and I tell my current guy I'm like I am so glad for all the girls who didn't want you or you didn't want them because now I get to enjoy the benefits of it. Like, I'm so glad for all of them. Send, should I send thank you notes? Like, would my hand be tired? Are there a lot of thank you notes? <laughs> <laughs> then we and get into teasing. So that's what it is, right? Like complimenting your partner yeah. is really great starter to talking about sex. I think also another way to start talking about sex is sometimes you can, a, a soft start would be to text about what a great time you had, like, you know, or what they did that real, that you really enjoyed from the other night yeah. and kind of seeing that's a good way to kind of test the waters. And I think it's important to also get consent on the text message thing. Be like, Hey, is it okay if I send like slightly naughty text messages to you? Does like during the day, does that throw you off or are other people perhaps reading your phone by like, how protected is your screen? <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I send you a semi-suggestive or naughty text during the day, is that cool? Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. A good, yeah Maybe good double point. check mm -hmm. with people. Yeah. You never know. I mean, I know you have text messages up on your laptop 
Yep, during the day sometimes. And, you yeah, know, and people have access to it. I should be careful about my <laughs> laptop. <laughs> and I mean, I don't do that, but, you know, I know some people might. And it's like if some naughty shit pops up with eggplants and peaches and all the emojis. Oh my gosh, this is how naive I was. I didn't know that the eggplant emoji had like some kind of <laughs> naughty thing to it until like 12 months ago, until like a year ago. That's cute. <laughs> Yes. She's like, this guy really likes vegetables. <laughs> and the eggplant of all vegetables. What an odd choice. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, what's up with his peach mm. addiction? <laughs> Is that what he needs me to get from the grocery store for him? Why does he keep sending me these flower emojis? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. How mm-hmm. did you find that out? Was someone sending it to you in a naughty way? Or was it like a dating app? No, it was someone that I had dated. I think I had gone on a, a couple. Of, you know, actually, I take that back. It was two years ago that I, I and I was at the grocery store and I was telling him about what I was getting. And maybe he was like, you you know what? He, I think he asked, like, what do you think about eggplants? And I was like, I've never really had. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to cook eggplant. And oh, boy, I was. Yeah. Then I realized you had a totally different conversation than he was. (laughs) Yes, that's great. But yes, I think naughty text messages are a super fun way to go. Like really randomly, I think sending a text about, you know, I can't wait to see you next. Gonna X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Or Mm -hmm. what do you think about da, 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 da. I think, again, to me, this is a little bit of foreplay and it just gets your mind going and it gets you a little bit excited for something that's coming up. And I also think that it's super fun if you can put your ego aside. I love to kind of ask, hey, have you ever done this? And Mm -hmm. if you have, like, did you like it or did you not like it? And then I'd be like, well, what if we do this? If you've done it before, why don't we do this with a twist? Or, you know, because it's a good another way. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if someone's done something before. Yeah. You can find out if they do like that or not. And if they do, then what's the harm in doing it again? Just because they did something with someone else doesn't mean you can't do it again, especially if they like that. Yeah. And do it better. Right. I mean, if there's more of a connection with you, just anything could be better if you're connected to this person than the other people that they've done that sex act with. Like, I remember I asked one of my exes, like, hey, what do you think about shower sex? And he was like, I've done it. It's boring. And I was like, oh, all right then. But then I would date somebody else and they're like, I've never done it in the shower before. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's try, you know? So, <laughs> so it's just like, ask about it. And I was like, oh, that, well, that sucks. Like, okay, now I know. We'll find somewhere else to have sex if, if the shower's not doing it for you. <laughs> Man, I can't think of anywhere in the house I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. You name it. You can probably bend me over just about anything. Like, let's go. What are you waiting on? Take your pants off. (laughs) Sorry. I've had some champagne. It's getting to me, obviously. But that's why, you know, like you can make it fun as well. The whole sex stuff. And asking questions. Because the more you know about someone, the more fun you have together. Exactly. And it doesn't always have to be, have you ever done this? It could be, have you ever done this? But it could also be, what do you think about doing xyz would you be willing to try it with me yeah i think it could be fun and if you throw out there that you think whatever it is could be fun that could really excite your partner because like we said enthusiastic is well something fun it's it it gets everybody going 
I know Sex with Emily is a podcast that I drop in and listen to every now and then. And she has callers who call in and ask all kinds of questions. She gives tons of sex tips on like every single topic, position, sex act, thing you could possibly imagine. Not a lot of like cheating stuff, but I mean anything. Like recently the squirting episode, she has three. Yeah, that was a great episode. <laughs> it was a pretty informative episode. It gave me a lot of information about my own body. It was. It was actually pretty scientific. Yeah. Pretty technical. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It was a good episode. Threesomes. I mean, she just talks about anything, anything and, everything. and everything. And it's really fun to just hear people talk about it and not have such a weird thing about like, it. There's no judgment around it. It's right. actually good to be talking about these things. And it's okay to ask questions. And it's it's okay if you don't know something. Yes. I was just going to say you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so that's what I really like about it. Especially for me, I come from a background where kind of taboo to talk about any of that. You don't even do a lot of PDA. You know, like PDA is like not even appropriate. True. So there's no hand holding your partner in front of families. <laughs> and, it, you know, so like if I can't even hold my partner's hand, I definitely can't kiss them on the cheek or anything. So if I can't even do that, I can't be talking to, like about sex with anybody. So it's kind of nice that we live in a in a time there's a there's an opportunity to create spaces where you you can ask and talk about things that maybe you were kind of taught not to talk about or that you didn't have an opportunity to have a comfortable space to talk about that. When you were talking, did you mention about Emily's uh, yes, no, maybe list yet? I was going to get there. She has actually some tips for communication. If you go to the sexwithemily.com uh, website, you can download a few forms from her and she has three tips for better communication. So just starting the whole communication process, like timing, pick the right time. Don't do it like you don't kind of like anything else. Don't maybe attack your partner the second they walk in the door from work about things. Maybe have a dedicated moment like, hey, can we sit down and have a chat later? You know, set up a time when everybody's chill, ready to chat, not falling asleep. Pick um, a turf. Timing, turf, and tone are her mm. communication tips. So pick a place that's, you know, neutral. Maybe one person doesn't feel more power, so to speak, than another. Um and then tone, lead with curiosity and compassion rather than blame, shame, criticism, like attacking. You know, if you want to bring up things, um, ask what turns your partner on versus uh, it, you just any sort of other attacking language. And then she also has the yes, no, maybe list. And this list yeah. is fun. I haven't done this with my new guy, but I'm glad we're having this episode because it <laughs> it's a great like list isn't fun it to do with him you know it rem <laughs> downloaded it yeah. probably like four times <laughs> it's a great list i love that list there are things on that list where i'm like hmm i should do some google research but <laughs> uh it reminds me of this scene from 50 shades of gray when christian and Anna. have you seen i have not seen any of those movies I know you're looking at me like I just grew a third uh -huh. head. <laughs> oh, my God. I've seen all the movies and read all the books. Holy shit. I actually know this because we talked about this in when our first season. Oh, my you God. talked about reading yeah. all the books. Yeah. But I have not seen them. Um, so, but, so what I know about them, though, kind of mm -hmm. puts me off because it feels a little degrading. And that's not always my flavor. Not degrading if you are open and understanding of how they present the whole dominant and submissive. Okay roles okay because it does come off as and then that that's why there's some misconception behind bdsm mm -hmm. because lots of people will hear the word dominant and submissive and you think that there's a degrading part of it but the way that the book 
describes it and the way that it's done in the, the films. It's consensual. It, yes, it is. And that's why it reminds me of this one scene in the movie and the book where before they have any sex at all, they have this consensual conversation and they are on opposite sides of the table at like a 12 foot table they have they're having a meal and there's a contract and they're going through every line of the contract and they're negotiating what they can and cannot do or use and they talk about yes no maybe Hmm. so it's either you know a, a hard no or a soft no what happens when there is a soft no like how does the no <laughs> how does a submissive say that okay that that soft no turns into a yes or a hard no uh, they also talk about okay you know what's the safe word they go through a very similar yes no maybe list and it talks about all the toys that they can or cannot use okay they talk about different positions they talk about how to take care of your own body and your health and that contract actually outlines like what's expected of the other person to maintain your general health because you are entering an agreement where you could be affecting each other's health, mental health and and physical health. So when we're talking about this list, I was like, oh my gosh, I can imagine the scene in the film (laughs) and my imagination when I was reading the book about how this conversation and it's a steamy conversation. And I apparently need to see these movies. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so gross. Those are they're great. The books are incredible. Okay. Everyone listening. If you, you enjoyed Bridgerton books <laughs> and you enjoyed Bridgerton. You know I enjoy some steamy romance. Yes. Uh okay, so do you own these books? I do. I should find them. They're in my storage. I'll find them for you. Yes. And I think that's what it is. Like, it's really nice that we live in a society where we can have open, like, freedom of speech to have these kinds of, like, literature. Because, again, me, I'm coming from a background where I don't really have very many people that I can talk to about sex. And uh, there's only so much stuff I can Google. And having, like, books to read and having partners that are open to talking about this actually makes me feel like I'm not trying to, like hold everything inside that it's okay to be talking about this it's okay to ask questions it's okay not to know what eggplant means Mm -hmm. and I can ask somebody oh you know and I can actually practice just being flirty and being sexy and that it's okay to be sexy yeah you know it's okay to compliment someone else and feel attracted to someone and and be turned on I think that's great I I'm just sitting here thinking I can't even imagine not culturally like not holding hands or not physically touching my person because I'm constantly he's constantly touching me and I'm constantly touching him and like even when I took him lunch at work recently I was like literally pinching his ass like half the time I was around him and we were standing like we constantly pet each other I can't imagine (laughs) not doing that I can't wait to have someone to do that with (laughs) (laughs) it'll happen be patient if there's ever been a case study on being patient and just holding on to what you know you want and deserve it's me (laughs) this whole process of having multiple partners is also a good thing too because you Mm -hmm. learn about yourself you learn about other people you learn about the process of communication that you learn about timing you learn about what it takes to develop good relationships that mm-hmm. have open, honest communication. It, it, you also learn how to create safe spaces for yourself, mm-hmm. for your partner, for the container, that relationship that you both have, whether it's a casual relationship or a committed relationship. So I'm learning patience. I'm learning how to communicate. I'm learning a you, lot. You also get to learn what you don't want. 
by That's having true. a bunch of little relationships. Yes. You get to learn like you get to kind of figure people out a bit more. It's like, oh, they were this way. And then that w- that yeah. grew into this. Right. And I'm not really into that. So I know like I can kind of mm-hmm. cross this type of person off. If they're behaving this way, they're, it's probably going to not progress into anything that I want. Yeah. You get to figure out people a little bit more and you get to figure out what you don't want yeah. in addition to what you do. And I think part of it is also having that mindset or approaching it in that way. A lot of my previous partners, I would be kind of uncomfortable or I would hesitate or I would I would be really anxious about asking questions and uh, talking about sex. And then but the more I did it and then every time or any time a partner didn't really respond in an open or welcoming way, it just reinforced the idea that I, I need someone who is going to be open with me and not be judgmental when I ask a question about sex or our relationship or what we're doing. Yeah. And so now I'm 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 not just a, I, I don't take it as a rejection when they don't respond that way. I now take it. OK, now I realize I do need someone to respond a little bit differently than this person. Someone should be on your wavelength. I mean, this yeah. goes for lots of things in relationships. But if you're wanting to talk about it and they're not, you're not on the same. Yeah. Wave length and I think that was part of it too again coming from a background like that when I would have partners where they didn't talk about it I was like maybe we're on the right wavelength because neither one of us is talking about it (laughs) but then I realized when I did meet someone who was so open and honest to talk about it I was like this feels good it feels right it feels healthy it feels like I can be myself around someone because I can ask the questions I can let them know when I'm uncomfortable about something and know that they're not going to like reject me or judge me for it they're not going to make fun of me for it and that just reinforces that that safety or that safe environment where I can continue to be myself yeah where you have the space to go I don't know tell me more about that yeah and also on top of it when you start to feel that safe you start to have more fun Mm -hmm. and like I found that when I was in that relationship with someone it made me be more open to taking risks and trying new things and wow I've I've never tried that position or I've never tried that toy or I've never done this like I feel safe enough with you that I can try it and if I don't like it I can tell you if it if it hurts I can Mm -hmm. tell you if it makes me uncomfortable I can tell you and you'd be okay with it yeah exactly removing the shame the stigmas yes. removing all the stuff that stops you from having fun Mm-hmm. this should be fun have fun <laughs> <laughs> did you get that or have fun yeah. if you're not having fun, fun why are you doing it i like that i like that one of the things you have written down here says know your own recipe for pleasure oh i wrote that down because it was kind of a strategy for starting conversations. Mm -hmm. I learned this from the one partner that I had. Mm -hmm. That's how he actually started. He actually called it a recipe? No, no, he didn't. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know what I would do if a guy ever said, so what's your recipe for pleasure? (laughs) He didn't ask me what my recipe was, but he kind of was like, when you did this, this, and this, it completely turned me on, and I Mm. couldn't, like, he was like, it made my entire night. And to me, that sounded like a recipe to me because then it was yeah. like, oh, next time I'm going to do that. Those same exact three things because I, you know, like, <laughs> does that make sense? Miley's like, I understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> and so then what happened was when he said but that. You, I know you and I know you also took that and flipped it around internally and you were like, well, what are my few things that make me nuts? Like, I need to make my <laughs> list. Well, that's what. So then he asked me, like, tell me what, like, tell me three things that 
turned you on when we were together the other night. Yeah. And that's how I practiced. Like he really taught me how to talk about sex. Yeah. Because I'm would, sure you were like, shit, no one's ever asked me that before. I've never had to like verbalize it or low, like actually or even think about it. Put it yeah. into the universe. And that's why, like, again, he made it. It, he just made the whole process fun and he taught me that it was okay and that he taught me it was safe and fun to talk about this and so he'd be like okay this is this is what I really love did you think did you like it or did you not like it mm-hmm. and then he'd say okay I get I gave you the three things that I really really liked what are three things that you really liked or what three things that did I do that got you excited yeah and giving like it was kind of like him giving me permission but I mean he didn't it was I mean it's not his place to give me permission but the whole exercise gave me permission to actually think about what makes my body feel good and then articulate or share that with someone who wanted genuinely to know, you know, what feels good to my body. Isn't that what we all want? Like, I that's think so. Yeah. Really the, the goal here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to be with somebody, there are people who are asexual and not really into the whole act of sex. We're clearly not talking to these people right <laughs> now. We're talking to people who are into it. And this is this podcast is for you. But and, and and if that's you and if you're one of us mammals who really just enjoys having sex for fun, then the goal, honestly, uh, to is to find a partner who is already kind of here or will meet you here when you tell them like, here's how I like to approach the subject of sex. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about what turns us on, what turns us off. What do we want? What do we desire? Where do we want to go with this? Like, where haven't I been before? What am I willing to try with you? Let's run down these lists. The Gottman cards I know are on, we talk about them pretty regularly and there's a whole sex section, I believe. Yeah, I actually wanted to pull up some of it I haven't even looked at that category of cards I just want to see what kind of questions come oh here it is okay so okay so it's kind of already similar to something that we've we you know how can I help you feel safer during intimacy with me mm-hmm. is there anything you would like to try sexually that we haven't talked about so a lot of it is things that we've already talked about opening the opening the doorways for conversation what would be a good way for us to initiate sex? So creating rituals. I know Gottman Institute talks about creating rituals within your relationships, not just sexually, but just within the container of your relationship and uh, different aspects of your relationship in order to deepen and provide meaningful interactions with your partner. I have one. I've already, (laughs) I won't put it out here, but I have one and my Mr. Boyfriend will say, Baby, you don't even have to ask me that. The answer is always yes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but it's my it's my little cue to you. It's like it's it's I want to get you excited. Like those are my that's my little foreplay to you because mm. I think that's hot when you throw words out there, right? Like I'm a words you person. Are, yes. So like I think it's hot when you throw words out and make suggestions to me and give me something to think about. Oh. So I like to throw it out there. My little I have a little phrase that's like my cue for like I want to get down. <laughs> So that's like, instead of a safe word, that's your like go word. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a go <laughs> Green word. Light it's, like word. A, it's like a time to party kind of mm. word. A little phrase. Okay, and um, okay. and that's kind of, again, it's cute. He's like, you don't and it's like an inside joke. And, you know, so I love <laughs> yeah. that. Like it's, it's something between the two of you. I'm like, well, I should ask also. I'm like, also on a serious note, I should ask, like, I don't, you don't have to just put out for me every time <laughs> I want you to. I'm like, I know you will, but uh, I also want to know that you want to be in it as much mm-hmm. as I do, or at least close to as much as I do. This is my cue to tell you. 
I don't know, whatever we're doing. I'm just like, hey, heads up. Yeah. With the same person that I was with, like, there's a spot on my body where I'm like, every time you touch it, that like that's your cue. Like, be careful. If you, if you, <laughs> if you, if you kiss that part of my body, like, it's, it's a go. <laughs> it's my vagina. So, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's too easy. Mm. that's not my sweet spot but (laughs) my my sweet initial spot but (laughs) that's funny you have a go button i do i I have a go phrase and you have a go button (laughs) that's a dangerous weapon to give up to somebody right like you're like just so you know this spot i'm yours (laughs) i'm i'm done ah yes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think that's great though i think some of what we were talking about focusing on your pleasure and I think a lot of times women can get really focused on performing and looking cute and like, I don't know, sucking in and making sure you look this angle and that angle. And can I just want to tell you, most men will tell you they don't care. They don't care what you look like. They think you're the most beautiful thing they've ever seen when they're inside of you <laughs> or about to be. Don't worry about yeah. it. Let it go. Stop mm-hmm. focusing on all the stupid little bullshit because they're not. Believe me, yeah. your guy, if you're with a guy, all they're focusing on is their pleasure in that moment. I mean, they're focusing on your pleasure too, let's hope, but they're not concerned with any of your bumps or lumps or folds or wrinkles or chins or whatever it might be that you're concerned about. They're not paying any attention to it. So, Take responsibility for your pleasure, like the whole pleasure recipe thing. Take responsibility for your pleasure. And if you know what gets you off in the middle of whatever y'all are up to, start introducing some of those or asking for it because they're not going to know instinctively. Telling them is A, going to get them excited like we've talked about. And B, it's going to get you off or it's going to at least bring you a ton more fun even if you don't get all the way to orgasm. And it goes back to... One of the things about like starting the conversation or continuing the conversation is instead of starting with the things that they're not doing right or that doesn't feel yeah. good, whenever there is something that they are doing right or that, that they're doing that makes you feel good, kind of like positive reinforcement, just tell them more of that, yes. you know, or I like that, that feels so good. So reinforce what, yes. what they're doing that is oh, good. Oh, I love that when you do that with your hands. I love mm-hmm, that when you mm-hmm. do that with your mouth, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I love that when you do that with this. Yes. Yeah. Like and, more to the left, and, more to the yeah. right. Faster, harder, slower, yeah. <laughs> move this way, move that way. Like whatever it is, like, I mean, you can do it in a way that doesn't sound naggy. Yeah. And you can positively reinforce good behavior (laughs) but I think that's part of like one of the things that I've learned during this process is I like to know when I'm doing something right also so I also learned that from another partner Mm -hmm. and when he would say that I was like yes okay good like I wanted I want to do a good job so thank you for giving me feedback like so if you're gonna give me feedback I will give you feedback too yeah and that's what I I the one thing I've learned as well to just like give feedback if you're enjoying something tell the other person and then yeah. if the person, if you're a person that you're into, you know, being intimate with isn't giving you feedback, don't be afraid to ask. Like oftentimes I'll be like, do you like it like this or like yeah. this? Where or, do you want my hands yes. when you're doing this? Mm-hmm. Where do you like to be touched when this? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Ask questions yeah. like, I don't know what to do with my hands. What do you want me to do yeah. with my hands right now? Where do you like them? Or sometimes I'll be like, okay, I want to try this, this and this of these three options what would you like and let give them an option and it turns into a game and that's why you know I think earlier we were talking about giving options and I often will be like 
can I have all of the above? (laughs) 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 So you can turn it into a fun game as well. If you want to try something or if you're not sure what to do, you can say like, would you like my hands here, here or here? Yeah, that's a good idea. So that's a that's a strategy as well. I like this. I like this. Like, yeah, knowing your knowing your pleasure zones and Mm -hmm. being conscious of the other person's and you just have to talk about this stuff. It, and I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned. I mean, I've had the like the best sex with this person who I have been able to communicate before, during and after with. And now I realize that all my other partners, I guess sex wasn't that fun because we weren't talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've definitely had partners where the sex is great. And I've definitely had partners where I'm like, that was incredibly mediocre. <laughs> And I've had people where I'm like, wow, that was subpar. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do that again. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, I really tried. <laughs> and that was still not great. And sometimes you just don't have that with people. And yeah. not every relationship is that going to be a make it or break it thing. Like the sex doesn't have to be at 8, 9, 10, 12 every time you're with your person. Like that just might not be how your relationship is built. I'm super happy to say that's not my relationship (laughs) now. It doesn't always have to be like knock it out of the park sex every time and you don't have to have this like wild and crazy sex life to have a fun sex life. And I would like to also add, maybe you're with someone and maybe you're not at this excitement level. Doesn't mean that you can't have it. You can start to have these conversations with your current partner and create that excitement. But again, it starts with talking about it, acknowledging about it, asking questions, being curious about it, inviting your partner to create a a better, uh, a more fun experience if that's what you're hoping for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you feel like something is missing, bring it up because, I mean, you get one life. There's Mm. no point in going through it wondering what if, what could have been, like, I don't know, if somebody's turning you on and you guys want to fuck, then do it. <laughs> I mean, provided you are safe and you're both consenting and all those fun things, but like you get one life and there's no point in letting something go unspoken. So if there's something you're not being, some way you're not being fulfilled or some fantasies that you have, some things you want to check off of your bucket list, your sex bucket list, then bring it up because what you were saying earlier made me think this and it's I'm not a mind reader yeah I don't expect my partner to be a mind reader so with that I'm will I want to give them feedback and I also want to ask them questions I want to give them feedback because they're not reading my mind they can read my body language if they're really in tune and I can read theirs but there's only so much of that that only goes so far before some verbal cues can really help and take things even to the next level. I love everything you just said, especially, you know, the part about like not leaving things unspoken. So many opportunities are missed. So many relationships end because things are left unspoken or because you assume the other person knows exactly what's going on with you and what's in your head. Maybe that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned from the relationships I've had, especially the most recent ones I've had in the last couple of years, I've left things unspoken and I'm trying so hard with future relationships not to not to leave things unspoken because we really do only have one life. I want to 
make it a great life where I'm having fun, that I'm thinking about all the things that I did, not all the things that I wish I had done or the words that I wish I had said or the people that I wish I had talked to before I let them leave my life. Yeah. Amen. And maybe one of the biggest lessons I've learned with being able to learn how to talk about sex openly, honestly, and, you know, develop better communication with my partners is that when you build that strength or that comfort or that mindset that you can ask those questions or talk about something like sex, you can talk about anything else and it can bleed into other areas of your life so that you feel more confident and comfortable talking about what you need to be happy, fulfilled, to be satisfied. You can develop better communication skills across the board about any topic, not just about sex. I agree. And it's really, trust me, it's only going to be scary or nerve wracking or anxious maybe at first. And that's as soon as you say it, it's that's the air is going to let out of that balloon and you're going to realize it was not nothing scary and it will get easier each time you do it. So do it. Have the tough conversations. Yeah. You will never you'll never regret having a tough conversation. That is so true. And and then you start to learn that, you know what, it was worth having those tough conversations because you know more and the other person knows more and there's clarity. Yep. Go for it. Mm-hmm. It's only going to bring you more pleasure yeah. and orgasm and sexual satisfaction. And babe, you deserve that. Yes. I deserve yes. it. You deserve it. We all deserve it. Everyone listening, you all deserve better sex. <laughs> I was gonna say you all deserve a life with no regrets but okay <laughs> we're talking about sex <laughs> everyone deserves best sex they can have you deserve to be happy yeah that too <laughs> <laughs> if I'm having really good sex I'm really happy that's what I'm saying okay <laughs> sex is a big factor in the happiness equation for some of us it is there you go Try yeah. not to spill too many personal <laughs> details, but I am super happy that that is a very important part of my person's relational happiness as well. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want my person back. <laughs> I will find Where you a he? new one. I will find you one. Oh. It will be better. It can only get better from here. <laughs> Honestly, I used to, there was probably a time in my dating life where I, like the last few years, I've had such mediocre sex in my dating life with like the little teeny tiny relation, really, I don't even call them relationships. Like the people that I've dated, it's such mediocre sex for like two years that I was seriously considering things like, I'm going to need, like if I date this person long term, I'm going to need to find someone to sex outside of this relationship because like it meets some things mm -hmm. but it's not meeting this and like there's no way it's ever gonna so I was like it's interesting having mediocre sex and kind of just exploring all of the things within the sexual relationships and sexual realms and like I've been approached to be a third before that I turned out that just wasn't a role for me I just I wasn't comfortable there I was like nah I'm not into it but it made me think would I have a, would I entertain the option of a third? Like if I was in a relationship that was incredibly satisfying on every level, maybe minus the sex one, would I have a third mm. outside of it? And I was like, maybe, I don't know. I haven't been there yet, so I can't really say, but I'm like, now I'm kind of open to the idea. It's not really something I need in this relationship. So 
um yeah i had a lot less work i don't have to go find a whole yeah. other person <laughs> which is and super discuss a contract <laughs> <laughs> contract exactly but yeah like i don't know just getting into these things and reading over this yes no maybe list oh, learning some things like you said like i need to do some googling yeah. find it's out kind of fun because i'm yeah. like oh i didn't know about this oh what is that what? Oh. yeah like what is i don't know this phrase yeah so and learn about things and excite yourself and excite your partner and excite your future partner who doesn't even know it's right. coming for them yet. And I think that's why, again, books, literature, resources like Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, yes, <laughs> it's very mainstream and very romanticized, but it for for naive people, it's a good fun way to kind of just start dabbing, dabbling, dabbing, dabbling <laughs> into things that you might not know, right? Like yeah. words that you've never seen before, or read before, or like toys that you're like, Oh, I didn't know that it could be used like that. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, pause. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important point. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Go get some. And then go try out that knowledge. Honestly, Google <laughs> it, do it, buy it. Just I- <laughs> talking about it with the right person is super fun. Yeah. And it, uh, and again, it will only be kind of scary or nerve wracking in the beginning. And the more you do it, the more practice you get at it, it will become very secondhand. I know you're listening to Miley and I and thinking like, not everybody's out here talking about sex all the damn time, but, and neither are we. I mean, I do with my person and Miley and I have had conversations, like girlfriends and girlfriends. I have conversations and, you know, my sister and like people close to me and stuff. But like the more you do it, the more it becomes very normal. And that's what the goal is is to normalize yeah. talking about this stuff yeah like we're not saying normalize talking about sex your personal sex life with everyone no pick the people that have created some space with you like i talked about it with my partner and then i talked it about with mandy because she's one of my closest girlfriends and and then i talked about i think i've talked it with like two other girlfriends and that's about it like that's my close circle of friends but i have somebody to talk to about like hey the other day me and my guy did this and I really liked it. What do you think about that? Or, you know, me and my guy did this and I don't know how I feel about it. Have you ever done that? Kind it's of also really fun to hear what other people yes. are doing, like in a way that's Good obviously ideas. not, yeah, not <laughs> over the top. Yeah. Right. And, but you're like, oh, that reminds me of this time I did blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's just, it's fun to kind of go back and forth with some things like that. And also know that everybody else is kind of going through the same thing yeah. that you're going through, maybe in their own little version, but yeah, it will just, it will really open up, like opening up those lines of communication really opens up the intimacy yes. in your partnership, like romantic and sexual partnership and your friend relationships. It's like, oh, cool. Like yeah. this friend is closer to me because of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great episode. I really liked talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe in the future, we'll talk with somebody about sex ruts. Mm-hmm. And how to get out of a slump if you've been in a relationship a long time and you're in a slump. So just, you know, something to think about for the future. Or if there's any topics that you want us if to talk about. If you're in a slump, specific- pull up one of these lists. Yes, no, yeah. maybe list and start checking off some of those yeses. Mix it up. It's like dinner. You don't mm-hmm. want the same dinners every week. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I, I need diff- I need variety. Yeah. Thanks for talking with me about this. Mm, thank you. This is a fun episode. It was. Listeners, tell us what you think. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Give us some uh, feedback on what we've done yeah. right. This is all about <laughs> giving feedback. So <laughs> yes, please. We want some positive reinforcement. <laughs> yeah. All right. We will talk with you next week. Love you. Love you too.